listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Hi, friend. It is so great to have you on the show today. If you've ever found yourself wishing there was an app that could make life easier in regard to cooking, meal planning, or getting picky little ones to eat a little bit better, then today's show is definitely for you. My guest, Deirdre Fields, and I will start out our show today with Life Hacks with Jen as we share some of our most incredible tried and true tips and been there, done that encouragement as you navigate the fun challenge of keeping your family fed. In fact, there's so many tips and links and apps that we will be sharing, you're going to want to stop by my blog to get access to all of this goodness. At the end, we wrap it up with a refreshing truth bomb about finding contentment in your season. So stay tuned all the way to the end, grab your cup of coffee, and let's talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to Java with Jen. This is Jenilee, your host, and I am here with... The lovely Miss Deirdre Fields. Say hello, Deirdre. Hello, everyone. Okay, so obviously we um, we are two really great friends, and we've been friends for years. And I wanted to have Deirdre on the show because a she makes me laugh B, all the time. Yes, all the time. B she's the kind of friend that every girl needs who tells you you're hot even when you look janky and ratchet. You don't look janky or ratchet, and you're always hot. <laughs> Exactly. This is why she's my friend. (laughs) She makes me feel awesome. I'm a great friend. She's a great friend. And anyways, um, but Deirdre, like myself, is a young mother of young children, and she is freaking superwoman. I'm not, but thank you. You're welcome. Um, She's been in ministry for 10 years. She is a full-time working mom. Uh, She actually works one full-time job and a part-time job at Chick-fil-A. Shout out. And that's her part-time job. And uh, she is going to school full-time. Uh, part-time right now. Part-time. Almost well, done. Last class you. right now. Are you serious? Yes. I'm so proud of you. Yes, this is exciting. Thank you. And thank she's you. been married for 12 years. She does have a husband as well. And so she is quite the busy woman. The way I met Deirdre <laughs> is Stephen brought her over because he met her and Anthony. Yes. They were her husband, Anthony. They were a part of a, another local church that we were trying to merge with to do our college ministry alongside yes. of. And so Deirdre and Anthony were the college pastors at that church. And so they came over and Deirdre Deirdre and I did not know we were about to meet one of our newest best friends. And it was a perfect match. It was like love at first sight. <laughs> love at first sight, 100%. <laughs> so we're both like type A personalities. Yes. Both super peppy, both super girly, both um, married men that are Middle Eastern roots. Yes. And so it's just kind of fun. Just- but yes, so Jen is my friend to where not only do we talk about wonderful things about what the Lord is doing in uh-huh. our lives together, yeah. but Jen feeds me. I cannot be friends with people who don't know how to cook. Because it is not my love language, but Jen always feeds me. She always has a fun place for me to stay, cozy, fun things. And so we get to spend a lot of girl time together because you live with five gentlemen. Oh, sweet Jesus. Do do your podcast listeners know that you have four boys? They do. They know it. Oh, my. But if you're a new podcast listener, you you need some girl time. I do. Yes. So maybe that's why the podcast, they're like secretly my girl outlet. So we get to talk about skincare and fashion and conquer the world together. (laughs) 
not in a girly way. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, you said something that I wanted to touch on. What did you say? Food. Girly yes. things. Yes. Okay. Food. So the, yes, Deirdre would come over and she'd beeline straight to my kitchen. Yes. And she'd just stick her head in my fridge. She'd be like, "What do you have to feed me, friend?" Yes. And I absolutely. just because she's so sweet about it, I can't ever be like offended by it. I'm just like, of course, anything you want. Yes. And cook somehow, for me, deliciousness. But see, I cook for you. I don't you, really yes. cook very much. I feel like you cook all the time. Maybe it's because you cook just for me but when see, I'm here. You knew me. I mean, you were like still around when I was like pregnant and nesting. And so I cooked I a lot that. more then. Now I have a job and I'm like, yes, just not down with the cooking thing like I and used to. And I think that's part of what we can talk mm-hmm. about too is the realities of motherhood yeah. and life and 30s and the give and take. Yeah, okay, You're let's talk about You're not going to be that. successful in every single thing in your life. Okay, she's dropping a truth bomb right now. Yes. Okay, let's talk about that. How many of you ladies, I'm going to say ladies because it's pro- probably primarily ladies, maybe some men in there too, um find that you just struggle with the cooking thing. Like you have kids, you have a job, maybe you're in school, maybe you have two jobs, maybe you have a gazillion kids or just one kid, or maybe you have whatever the situation and cooking is just a struggle. Okay, Deirdre, you were telling me yesterday about an app you're obsessed with that makes your life easier when it comes to groceries and cooking. Yes. Tell us. So there are two things primarily that I love. First, I would say Walmart grocery is my favorite because First off, it's free. You have a $30 minimum pickup order. So it allows me to meal plan and be able to specifically get the items that I need without Mm -hmm. spending time going into the grocery store. Because as we all know, too, Walmart is not exactly a pleasant experience, mm. but they do put kind people mm-hmm. on the Walmart pickup area. Oh, so they put, nice. yes, their <laughs> nicest employees work there. Really? Yes. Oh, that's nice. But yes, I think, honestly, I would say that's an area to where I've had some grace in lately uh-huh. and some strength in the way that my kids like to eat consistently the same things, even mm-hmm. though they're healthy items. Yeah. So we do a lot of grilled chicken. We do a lot of green beans, mixed oh, vegetables. Vegetables, macaroni and cheese, um, which actually my sister just gave me the best recipe. Y'all need to look this up. America's Test Kitchen has the absolute best four-ingredient macaroni and cheese recipe you've ever had. The secret tip is that you boil the noodles in milk and water together. It's fabulous. But I think, honestly, I like healthy foods. I like easy foods. I'm not a talented cook at all. <laughs> it's not something I enjoy. I need uh-huh. very basic. Yeah, I've always but, okay. Yeah. I've always tried to understand why you think I'm such a great cook. Why? Probably because that? I am so terrible at it. But I've never tasted is, bad things at your house. Uh, well, I don't not, eat at your house. Well, much. it's true. I don't think I'm that terrible. It's just not a strength. Uh-huh. It's not something that easily comes naturally to me. Do you know? Okay. All right. Here's. Let's talk about this. Let's really get real here. When I got married, the only things I really knew how to cook was a grilled cheese sandwich. and uh, I burn grilled cheese sandwiches frequently. Oh, look yes. at you, girl. Yes. And loaded like baked potatoes. I can't, yeah, nope, can't do that. Probably. I think I made like lemon pepper chicken in the crock pot. Like I had like, like a handful of recipes that I was hoping to nail, you know? Yes. That's how I, I did not know how to cook at all. And so I remember. So many nights I would do my best and I would cook something for my husband. I remember literally, I had worked hard. I think I was pregnant, hormonal, emotional, and tired. I'd worked for like two hours on dinner and Aww. I made this food and sat it down and it became an onslaught of complaints. The, ki- the kids that I had already were young and little and picky. Steven was apparently picky also or just... 
I mean, he ate some of the food, but I think he just kind of whined about some of it, you know? And so I just remember standing up and just, I had to picked up my plate and I was in tears and I was like, y'all are a bunch of animals and I am going to go eat my food by myself where I can enjoy my hard work. See, I enjoy the food I cook. If my husband doesn't enjoy it, I'm just so sorry, but I like it. Oh my gosh. Okay. My husband is not like this anymore. Let me just redeem that story a little bit. He has learned. This was like way, way back. So anyways, but they had to learn, A, how to have table manners when someone is cooking for you. Correct. And we have to teach them that, ladies. Sometimes we got to teach them if, if you know, we just got to help them out. Um, but I remember praying and asking the Lord. I said, Lord, I cannot cook. I have a house full of men. Like, it would be a blessing for me to be able to make good food so they enjoy mealtime. You yes. know, like, can, I, can you please teach me how to cook? I think he answered that prayer. He did. Well, I did not. I didn't learn magically. I discovered Pinterest right after that. Ah, yes. Pinterest was the way the Lord taught me how to cook. I could see these recipes. I could see them, and then I could learn to make them. So Pinterest saved it's my life. It's still a skill set, though. Like, I still do Pinterest. Yeah. It's not going to... If there's a Pinterest fails board, I can easily post things on that board yeah. many times. But So I think you do still have a skill set with that, a skill set that I do not have. Okay, well, I appreciate your compliment. I'll yes. receive it as a compliment. I will say, I will I will take one of those, the Taste Good magazine. Is it yeah, called Taste Good? I don't know. It's called T- Tasty Home or Taste Good. I don't know. It's a magazine where they take recipes from real people in real homes. Oh, yummy. As opposed to Rachel Ray. I tried Rachel Ray for a while, but she's just like complicated. truffly things. Yes. And, and I'm that, like, I don't know what yes. it is. And I think that's where part of my failure complex with food comes in I can cook simple things I can cook you a fantastic sweet potato casserole come Thanksgiving or Christmas you know I can cook you a fantastic Greek chicken Uh you know awesome tacos spaghetti the simple things once it gets complicated it's definitely out of my skill set yeah okay no I, I understand okay so here's our advice to you ladies that struggle with the cookie thing here's what we've learned a Pinterest rocks it's a great way to like find some recipes that are typically Proven by other housewives that have just made the cut. So Pinterest is great. Um, You're saying Walmart grocery. It saves time. Friendly people. Saves money. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, Because Mm. I think someone told me, maybe was it you or my sister maybe, who said that they thought Walmart grocery upcharged for the items? Mm -hmm. It was you. At least where I live in Mississippi, they do not. Wow. But yes, I think my strategy, and part of that's what you and I wanted to talk about today, Mm -hmm. is life as a 30-something mom, wife, person in ministry, working parent, is how to succeed in life without stressing yourself out. Yeah. And really, the truth is, I'm going to do my Mm -hmm. best and be okay with what that is. Yeah. If my kid, you know, I have definitely fallen into the category of, no, I'm not going to make my children eat something very complicated that I know they won't like. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my kids are totally fine with grilled chicken every single night and mixed (laughs) vegetables and macaroni and cheese, and I'm going to happily cook that for them every single night until they start to complain. (laughs) So I'm going to make my life easy, 
and make my Greek chicken uh-huh. once a week. And, uh-huh. you know, and I will say my husband, too, I think part of why he is pickier is because he is actually a great chef. And mm-hmm. so he has higher standards, oh, right, right. which I understand. Does he ever cook dinner? He does cook probably oh, a helpful. few times a week, yes. So mm-hmm. it, it works out better mm-hmm. whenever he cooks because I do love everything he cooks. Yeah, yeah. But we have many nights where it's totally fine for me to say, hey, I'm cooking, you know, this honey lemon glazed salmon, which he wants nothing to do with. Oh. He's going to go get Taco Bell, and I'm not offended. <laughs> He's not offended that I did not cook for him. Oh, no, and I would be good. offended. I would be like, I am making some fancy <gasps> fish. You better eat my fish. But, but I get leftovers. I get all of the honey glazed oh, salmon so you now. are selfishly unoffended. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's no room for offense whenever I get more food. Oh, yeah. See, she, she has quite the appetite, apparently. Absolutely. This is hilarious. Priorities. Okay. okay, so let's leave them with all our gold nuggets on cooking. Okay. A, don't stress yourself out. B, healthy really is important. I have found that my kids are more pleasant in general if they're eating less sugar and more fruits and vegetables. Absolutely. Just in general. If they eat a well-rounded meal, they are more pleasant to deal with. If they're eating a lot of sugar, they're cranky. Yes. Super cranky. In fact, one time I put them on the anti-candida diet, which is like basically you cut out all sugar possible. Oh my goodness, my tired, whiny, lethargic children, after just two days on that diet, were like glowing, happy, satisfied children. I was like, holy moly, have I been feeding you that badly? (laughs) Well, I think that's a great point that you bring up because you and I were talking about this probably yesterday and today, Mm -hmm. both about um, discipline and children. And if you remember, I or maybe I was talking to my sister. I'm trying to make sure all the conversations are blending together. No, Mm -hmm. I think it was you. Where we talked about, I believe at this age, many of the situations my children get into where it may, quote, be a discipline, a need for discipline, Uh it's actually usually a situation that's occurred that I could have prevented as the parent Uh by by using some foresight, Mm -hmm. if you will. So, for example, are my children hungry, tired, cranky? Am I allowing a situation to happen where I know it's not going to end well? And they're children. They're yeah. not adults. In fact, our adults are usually not even very mature. <laughs> but do how can I expect? Yes, yes. How can I expect a three-year-old and a six-year-old to make wise, mature decisions with that age capacity? Yes, when they're hungry, tired, when they haven't yeah. had a nourished meal. That's true. When they've been in the car driving, when they haven't had a lot of good outside playtime. That's true. I'm realizing more of a parent that the majority of those situations I can personally affect. Yeah. Now, some people are born like loving that thing, loving that stuff and doing that stuff. And if that is you, go for it. You inspire the rest of us. Um, But we've got grocery pickup. We've got, okay, what was that website you mentioned? America's Test Kitchen. My sister actually showed that to me. And it's great because it does very... Um, it does recipes and appliance reviews mm-hmm. and like pot and pan reviews oh, to cool. where it's a very unbiased scientific approach mm-hmm. to cooking. Okay. So for people who want the want the information with not as much fluff, it's uh, a great option. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yes. Well, one app that I have come to love called Meal Lime, like a lime and a lemon, it's a lime, meal lime instead of mealtime. And it is this beautiful little app. You can, of course, upgrade for more recipes. But you can specify, I want low-carb, low-fat, gluten-free. You can make the specifications, and it will populate all these recipes for you. Wonderful. And I found out that by doing low-fat and low-carb, the the recipes are really simple. Why do you want low-fat? That sounds miserable. Well, because of the diet that I was on, I had to for a short period of time. But no, I like all the fats now. 
But um, it, I think you could probably even do Mediterranean style. Ooh, Anyways, lovely. you can specify that, and then it populates a shopping list. And, of course, there's lots of apps that do this. But I liked this particular app because it's really user-friendly. It had really healthy options. The meals that I made from it were really delicious. Tell us what it's called again. It's called Meal Lime. It's like L-I-M-E? A, L-I-M-E. Wonderful. I, I want it already. Yes, please. I know. It's so great. And uh, it, it's like a little green square and has a lime wedge on Adorable. It. I love it already. It's so cute. Anyways, I like that. It made shopping or meal planning really easy and shopping because it made my grocery list. So between those things, and then uh, also don't be afraid of breakfast for dinner sometimes. That will save your sanity. There are definitely nights where I have fed my kids Cheerios for dinner, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to feel bad about this. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, they're like, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think and it, it all depends on... What works best mm-hmm. for you? I think that's the thing we, the common thread mm-hmm. we keep coming back to in our 30s. You know, for me, routine is so helpful. So I want to buy the same things for groceries each week. I want to have the same things available yeah. and ready. I want to have my kids eating dinner at yeah. a certain time. <gasps> and so those things help me so much. No, yes. you're right. And I'm so sorry no, I gasped like, and interrupted you. No, tell um, us. That made me think you were talking about having the same things ready made me think about lunches, school yes. lunches. That it can be a struggle. Here's another app I found that is super duper helpful. It's called Lala Lunchbox. Look how cute this is. I'm gonna show Deirdre so you can hear her reactions. Okay, so that each of the boys makes a profile and they each have a little colored monster that Adorable. is their little icon. So you open it up and it brings up this little tiny lunch box and a little monster at the bottom. And what you as the mom can do is you go into settings and you can tweak what groceries they can choose from. So you can be Ooh. like, oh, this week I've got grapes, bananas, apples, pears, and whatever for fruit that they can choose from. And you can give them a specific list to choose from. Then what they'll do is like when they pick their fruit, it has like four, you can specify how many different things they can put in their lunch kit. Um, and then the monster opens his mouth and then all these groceries at the bottom appear and they can choose, oh, I want a plum. And so they drag the little plum icon up into his mouth and then it adds that into his lunchbox. And then they select veggies and they're like, oh, I'll do broccoli. And then proteins, oh, we'll do a chicken leg. And then snacks, oh, we'll do applesauce. Okay, so then, oh, look, I can add one more. That's awesome. Okay, cool. And then you press done, and you can plan the whole week. And then you can look, and here it shows you all the the groceries for that day or, like, the meal plan for that day in a list form. You can also go and get the groceries for that week. It makes it into a list. So, like, all my kids will all, let's say, between the four of them, I need to buy eight plums for the week. It calculates it all into a grocery list. That's wonderful. So then my kids pack their own lunches. So the night before, I'll say, okay, open up your La La Lunchbox account and see what you plan. So it teaches them meal planning. It teaches them balanced meals because they have to get in the regular habit of fruit, veggie, blah, blah, blah. And then it, you know, it just, and then it puts the responsibility on them. brilliant. It's amazing. I love it. The only thing is when we forget to plan ahead, we get behind. But yes. other than that, if Planning we're on it, is like key. in the car, I'll hand them the phone and be like, all right, Shiloh, you need to plan your next week. And you can hit the button. It'll say, it'll say, put yesterday's food in today's lunchbox, you know, and you just press a button oh, and you can just automatically create that. the thing. 
So if they want to just have the same thing every day and make it easy on themselves, they can do that too. So it's called La La Lunchbox. It's the best little app. I just love it. They have it for breakfast too, but I use it for lunchtime. Anyways, we've talked a lot about food. So let's move on to a different topic here. I want to ask you, Deirdre, what is one word that has characterized 2018 for you? And what are you most proud of about this year? Oh, great question. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. One word is maybe two. I would say seasons is the primary word, but another great friend was talking with me about this a few weeks ago, and the word era also came into play. So have you heard Hillsong's new song, Seasons? No, it's wonderful. When we get off this podcast, you need to listen to it. Okay, Um, link it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's wonderful. So I have realized uh, not just with that song, obviously, but I am in a transition of a season of transition right now in my life. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is an era. You know, a season is something that you may come in and out of. You know, like you're going to have fall once a year. You're Uh going to have spring once a year. Yes. An era, though, is something that you go through and then it ends, and you're not going to do that. Go through that again. Oh. So, for example, with my school right now, I'm at the very end of my graduate school course, and so that is an era that I'm completing. I'm coming to the end of an era with school. I'm beginning to study for the CPA exam, and so that will be another era that once I'm finished with, that's not mm-hmm. something I'll have to go through again. But, yeah. for example, there are seasons in parenthood, in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Those are seasons that you may not go through the exact same thing again, yeah. but I am learning how to seek the Lord mm-hmm. in those seasons still to gain a stronger relationship with God. Because yeah. the truth is, many of the seasons I'm walking through right now in those aspects as a mother, wife, as an employee, those are things that I'm going to walk through again. Mm. So trying to distinguish and embrace the difference between seasons and eras. Seasons, what I've come to appreciate about that is that just like in the weather, you've got winter, you've got spring, summer, and fall. And each different season plays a part in the growth of fruitfulness and in harvest time and stuff. And our lives, in fact, our spiritual lives are much like that as well. And we'll go through, um, you know, a spring or a summer or even fall where you get to harvest all of your labor. And fall will feel really fruitful. And it will feel, because it is fruitful, you're seeing the fruit of your labors. Like maybe you've been investing into this one person again and again. Suddenly it clicks and they start to like grow by leaps and bounds. You're like, aha, finally. Well, that's like a harvest moment. Um, but you also go through seasons like winter and spring where we don't think of spring maybe as a negative season, but, but winter is cold and hard. And that's the time when the ground is crushing the seed that has gone into the ground. And that crushing is what's necessary because it breaks the shell of the seed so that it can be germinated. And without the cold pressing of the hard ground around that seed, it will never actually produce life. Like that seed is crushed. And, but that's so that it can be germinated. And like that in our own lives, like this has been just life to me this year because it's been kind of a refining season for me this year. Um, That crushing is necessary. And sometimes we feel like failure in those seasons or we feel discouraged because all we see is our shortcomings or all we see and feel is the pressing. And it can feel like you're surrounded by your own failure or your shortcomings are all you're seeing because it's being confronted. But 
it's an important time that those things that are maybe are around our thinking that need to be broken so that the word of God can come in and germinate in our hearts. And then springtime can come where the rain and the sun waters that seed in our hearts. And then the summer where there's growth so that the fall can come where there's a harvest from what was started in the winter. And and I just, that has, that concept of seasons has been like life to me when I'm walking through those winters and I just want to quit on everything. And I'm just like, I'm so jacked up, you know, or I, or I start to develop negative thinking about myself and it's discouraging, but the truth is that's just part of life and we all go through it and I'm going to go through it again, you know, like, and it's okay. It always precedes growth. So I love that, but I like how an era it teaches you to recognize different levels of seasons and to be able to recognize this will pass and I'm not going to come back to it and I need to enjoy it. Correct. Absolutely. I think two things that you said, um, I really can connect with as well. You know, my friend Shannon had shared with me a video about Chris, a video that Christine Kane was talking about crushing and the anointing a few weeks ago. Um, and it was so relevant what she shared. Um, Christine Kane was saying, look, the talent that the Lord gives you, that's your talent. That may be, you know, for example, you may be a great public speaker, mm-hmm. but anointing only comes through crushing. No, it's so true. And it's so true. She gave the example of, you know, wine. Like you only get wine through crushing. Mm-hmm. And wine is used so many times in the Bible as, you know, to signify mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and those types of things. Um, and there is something about crushing mm-hmm. that it, it can, there are certain things in your life that can only be produced through those difficult seasons, yeah. through that crushing, that anointing. You know, I think part of what we talk about being our mid it being in our mid thirties now, are there certain experiences in life that if we don't go through those experiences, we're not going to grow and become the people yeah. who God has created us to be. That's yeah. why we're different now in our than than we were in our early twenties. Yeah. That's why we joke about how in our mid forties we are going to hopefully we're geniuses. Have, yes, hopefully have learned and gained so much more. But yes, um, today I was at Triumph Nederland. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Randon Clark was speaking, and he talked about this as well. He mm-hmm. talked about embracing the season that you're in and pursuing God in that. Because the truth yeah. is, oftentimes you can't make winter be any longer or shorter than winter is designated to be. Yeah. You that fall That's harvest, right enjoy there. it, embrace it. Yes. So embrace the season that you were in yeah. and be at peace with the season you're in. And one thing he said as well that I think also correlated with what you said is set up a positive fr- mindset, mm. a framework based upon the word of God yeah. to allow yourself yourself to stay focused. Because mm-hmm. yes, if you allow yourself to have a negative mindset mm-hmm. and a negative framework about the season you're in, yeah. guess what? You're going to be miserable. Yeah. Miserable. You're going to have negative thoughts about that. But the question for all of us is, okay, God, what are you trying to do in me and through me in this season? Yeah. And how can I focus on you? Oh my gosh, so many good thoughts right now. Okay, so I always... If you think about like the seed in the ground, that poor little seed has such limited perspective. It probably thinks the world is ending. But the farmer who sowed it knows by faith that if he waits long enough and tends to his seed long enough, it will bear fruit. Just like the Lord does not grow impatient with us. When we're being crushed and we can oftentimes take it so personal, like God must be so discouraged with me, all this stuff. The Lord knew it was going to come out. He's strategically ordaining for it to come out. He's put allowing pressure to be applied 
to surface those things in our own hearts because by faith, he knows it will produce fruit. Like God has confidence in us. He, we have confidence in him. He has confidence in us and he has way more confidence in us, I think, than we have in him even because he sees the bigger picture. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. It really means a lot to me. And don't forget, you can always email me with questions or comments at javawithjenpodcast at gmail.com. And for links or show notes, just go visit my blog at jennaleesamuel.wordpress.com. Until next time, you've got this and God's got you.